You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Christian Speak Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. When Christians Speak Talk Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, so all of your gifts to this ministry are tax deductible. So go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com, and click on our donation page. The love of Jesus has changed my life. I've seen His beauty and heard His word. Now I worship at the feet of Christ who redeemed me with peace. Somebody, or somebody's, plural, needs to stop this madness. So when you have someone who always speaks to self, they're speaking to the natural man and all these things. We did not accept the call of the gospel in order to be prosperous with money and things. We accepted it because we knew that we were wretched. We knew that we were filthy rags and we wanted God to clean 
our hearts that we might be presentable before him at the time when we are called into judgment. I take this stuff very serious and sorry, I'm, this is not even my topic today, but I, I just feel like it really needs to be said because I see these things on Facebook all the time, on Twitter. People are using God as if he is nothing more than a slot machine and you're just shooting craps or hoping to hit the number of the lottery. And God does not operate that way. God wants us to pursue him in spirit and in truth, for he seeketh such to do so. And that means that you might actually never, ever, ever uh, get the things that you think you need. But I'm going to tell you this, just a quick lesson, that if you are in Christ, the only thing you really want is Christ. So you're already satisfied. Take that one to the bank. So when people are throwing out these things, oh man, he preached and, you know, divine uh, intervention, divine appointment, whatever the heck is being talked about, there is very seldom any scriptural uh, backup to actually tell people the truth. So let me real quick, and I promise I'm going to get to my, my topic. Hey, this is the way to the kingdom. Number one, understand you have nothing whatsoever to do with it. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 lets us know that salvation as we know it is a gift from God, and he gives it as a gift because if we thought we could do it, we would boast about it. So he says, <laughs> stop the madness. This is a gift that I'm giving to you, and it's a gift that anybody can have access to. Number two is, is that if you're not hearing messages that encourage repentance, then again, you are listening to a man or a woman who is speaking to your flesh and, and trying to appease your natural man. But we're here not to get clean with uh, ivory soap, but we're here to get purged by the word of God that we would be clean with the hyssop inside and, and, and all the, the, the nastiness of this world, these things that we were born into that we could be released from that bondage of sin and to be able to walk in the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. These things are critical. If you're not hearing messages that speak to the fact that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life, if you're not afraid of hell, and if you feel like you can walk around pretending to be the devil with a red outfit on, with a horns and a, a, a pitchfork or whatever that thing is, look, if you can do that, then you have already given in to the flow of this world. But as for me and my house, we see a different alternative. Does that make us perfect? Absolutely not. Not in and of ourselves, but here's the thing. The way God sees us, 
He sees us in the righteousness of the blood that covers us in Jesus Christ. So I, I just needed to get that off my chest because if we're going to talk about knowing who God is, we better know who God <laughs> is. Woo! Okay, so um, with that said, we are going to go to Psalm 139. And I'm going to tell you, Psalm 139 is one of the most incredible passages that you can find in the Bible if you read it trying to know God. In this case, it is David who has written this. And in 139, David starts this thing off by addressing it to the choir master. Now, most of the time when I, I'm looking at the scriptures, I just see that and I just automatically think, oh, it's probably somebody of the Levitical order that's uh, part of the, you know, of the worship of that day. But as I thought about it and as I began to really read 139, because if you read 139 and you understand Psalm 139, you will know God, okay? Because that's what David was reckoning with. And so it's saying to the choir master, and I had to put on my spiritual helmet and get out of my natural mind because you know what? The choir master is God. And Psalm 139, while we might get benefits from it, it's really David's communication with God. And notice, I'm going to tell you this, I'm going to just cut to the chase already, that he spends most of these verses, and I believe there's 23 of them, I think 23, 24 in all, okay, but he spends most of those verses talking about God in his omniscience, in his omnipotency, and in his, uh, what's the other one, um, omnipresence. And, and then a fourth one snuck in there from what I was reading, his justice. All of that is in 139. Now, that doesn't sound like what the popular uh, televangelists and things are talking about today. They're talking about things that get you into your wallet. But what David is saying here is basically he is coming from an approach that we all should come from, that we are wretched. And we need to have God intervene on our behalf. So let me go ahead and start up. I'm going to break this thing as quickly as I can into four different sections. So this first section is going to be God's omniscience. Okay, so let's read. To the choir master, a psalm of David. Listen, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down 
and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path, my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Omniscience is it's such an incredible word because it speaks to the immenseness of God. I mean, you know, we with our, our limited visual capabilities can only see but so far. But God covers whatever the borders are. I don't even know what a border is to God because he is just everywhere. We have borders, but God is infinite in everything. And, 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 and what David is saying and what we need to understand is that he, he knows who we are. Before I say my next sentence, God knew it. He knows it. He knows exactly what I'm going to say if I were perpetrating a fraud in front of you guys right now, God would already know it. There are no surprises with God. And we need to get to the understanding that I don't care how well one can preach, how one can seem to have the anointing and, and speak all these prophetic things. Well, guys, honestly, we don't really need prophecy in the way that we think about prophecy because in the days of old, of course they needed it because the Holy Bible in its fullness had not been written yet. But now we have all 66 books. We know how the story started. We know how it's going to end. What in the world are we prophesying as it pertains to the moves of God? Is there uh, avenues where God will use you prophetically to speak into someone's life? Absolutely. But to go around talking about I'm a prophet you know, and not understand that a true prophet is just a messenger. Okay? So, if I wanted to stick prophet in front of my name, I'd do it. But I don't need to. Because God, the way he thinks, the way he moves, the way he acts, as it says right here in the first six verses of Psalm 139, God has a mind that is so wonderful and so omniscient. There's no way natural man can attain it. We can't get to it, y'all. We can't get to it. So let me give you some, some words of wisdom, and these are for free. If you think you can figure out God, 
then you really become your own God because you're just figuring out you, not God, because God can do anything at any time. He is not restricted to the rules of mankind. He's not restricted to science. He's not restricted to religion. He's not restricted to mathematics. God can do anything according to his will. And let me give you one other thing for free. If you really want to live an abundant life, I didn't say a rich life, money-wise, I'm talking about an abundant life, a life where God has filled you with his spirit, where he speaks to you one-on-one -on -one in the same way that he spoke to Adam in the days before sin, when he was walking in the garden, his voice was walking and talking to Adam. He could say anything to Adam. He could give Adam any instructions. If you want to walk in that, then you better understand you need to stop trying to figure out God and go with his flow. Everything according to his will. Let his will be done. Even Jesus said that I do the will of my father. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So no, Psalm 139 starts off with God in his omniscience. Look, here's a, another passage that backs this up. I got, I got scriptures today, y'all. Isaiah 55 verses 8 through 9 says this. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways, my ways, declares the Lord. And that means something when he says declares. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. When God is making a declaration, you better, you better listen to him. When he's making a declaration and he did it through Isaiah, remember who Isaiah was. Isaiah was the one when God said, who will speak for us? Who will go for us? And it was Isaiah that says, here am I, Lord, send me. And that is the attitude that we should have. If you want to know God, then you ought to know that you'll never be worthy by his standards. But if you are available, then he can use you. Let's go on. The first group was omniscience. Now, let's talk about God's omnipresence. Let's read. We're going to read now, say it's still in Psalm 139, but we're going to read from verse 7 to verse 12. It goes like this. Where shall I go from your spirit? Capital S. Just so that I know, even in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was there. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed and shield, 
you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day. For darkness is as light with you. And my honestly, I had to contemplate that for a moment. So in my best way to explain this, I'm going to use a natural story. And it's a real story. Back in the day, when I was a younger man, and by saying a younger man, probably 20 pounds lighter than I am today, definitely hair darker, and all hair was darker, and I didn't need these bifocals, and I don't care how stylish my glasses look, they are bifocals, I didn't need any of that. And I had my son, my, my, my firstborn, and we participated in Boy Scouts. Now, I'm going to just put a, a side note here. Guys, don't let your children go to boys <laughs> or Girl Scouts. Okay. I, I might address that in another message. There's a lot of things going on in that. But, but for this purpose, the Boy Scouts actually taught me something about God. So, if you know anything about being a Boy Scout, at some point... A father and his son are going to have to go out there. They're going to have to pitch a tent and they're going to have to survive off the land for days. And you will stink because you have nothing going on but you and nature. Okay? So, one of the exercises that we learned, and this actually benefited me later when I would travel into Africa, um, was how to maneuver the wilderness at night without the aid of a match or a lighter or a flashlight or even a cell phone. And I'm telling you guys, um, it was it's one of the greatest lessons that I learned because if you stand still in the darkness long enough, lo and behold, you can start to separate the sky from the tops of the trees. When you look down below the road ahead, which looked like it was pure darkness, you can begin to see the pathway. This is the only way that I can explain what David is talking about here, because what he's saying about God here is that God is ever-present. Ever he's everywhere at every time. We know this even through Jesus because Jesus could be in one area and get news about someone who is sick or dead in another area, and yet he could even heal from where he was standing to the place far off and his power was everywhere, even in his human state. 
What I'm trying to say to you guys is that the lesson that I learned through Boy Scouts was a natural lesson. And even then, my eyes, what happens is that your eyes eventually adjust when you stand still and just focus. So take that into the spiritual realm. Take that to the place of God. We're so busy talking all the time in our frustrations, in our prayers. We're always, God, do this for me. God, do this for, or do that for me. We're, we're just talking too much when we should actually stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. It becomes a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our paths. That's what the writer's talking about. It has nothing to do with natural light. It has everything to do with knowing who God is. He's the light. And when we spend enough time with him and focus on him. I'm not talking about in these pious sessions and everybody and going through all these things. Sometimes we just need to just sit in the room and just be still. And we will know. We will feel him. Myra, I know you because we talked about it. Sometimes, I mean, you can just, it has nothing to do with anything that, that, you know, relates to God, so you think, and you can just feel him. The, you know, um, Israel Houghton, when he was still being pretty pure to the gospel, he had a song that's called The Weight of Your Glory. And I used to play that thing because I understood it. I knew what it felt like to just be in a room. Uh, no TV, no music, no anything. And I could just feel God. Like, 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 not a, not a, a harsh weight, but I could feel him. And it felt, actually it felt good because, because I knew it was him. It's like getting a bear hug from somebody and you know they love you. It, 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 it so they squint you up, but it feels good because you know that you're appreciated. And that is the way when we think about his presence. You know, uh, another Israel song is all the Israel songs that come out. It says, you know, your presence is heaven to me. His presence is everywhere. He's in nature. He's even on your TV, he's everywhere. He's always talking. He's always sharing. And this is what I, this is why I'm trying to tell you. David understood this. He understood. You notice he's not talking anything about himself at this point. He's just saying, "God, I get it now. You're everywhere." And and so let me also say this because we started off that this was for the choir master. And yes, I believe the choir master is God. However, imagine if the choir masters of this world would actually adhere to what David is doing 
right here in the scripture. Imagine what your worship services would be like. They would not look worldly. Have y'all ever looked at some of the worship videos with the sound down? Do they look holy? Do they look like they are actually glorifying God? Or because of the fades and the different uh, provocative dress, they look like they could be in the club. And I'm just saying, I'm not saying that we have to be so old school that everybody's suited up. I'm the last person that wants to get suited up. But what I am saying is that worship has an appearance. It has a look. And when we are operating in God, knowing who God is, it would make the the choir master, the, the choir director, the praise leader, the psalmist, the instrumentalist that will run out and get a smoke and come back in after the sermon. It would take those folks to a whole nother level knowing who God is. Whew, we're almost there. Look, before I go to the next one, Again, I've got scriptures to back everything up that I'm saying. So in his omnipresence, let's also go to Jeremiah 23, verses 23 through 24. It says, am I a God at hand, declares the Lord, declaring again, and not a God far away? Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him? You know God's being facetious here, right? Okay, declares the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord. Within two verses, there are three declarations that, that, that the Lord is making. First of all, <laughs> am I not a God at hand? declares the Lord. Uh, do you think I can't see you in secret places? declares the Lord. Uh, do you think I don't feel heaven and earth? declares the Lord. So, who are you? <laughs> and we should understand our role in all of this. We are the filthy rag. We are beneath and not above. That's who we are. <sighs> All right. The third attribute of our Lord, omnipotence. Mm, love that word. Because potency has a, mm, it has a meaning to it. Pot potency deals with one's strength. Omni deals with it's everywhere. Okay. So again, these, these phrases that I'm throwing out here define themselves. But let us read. We're still in Psalm 139, but now we're going to go uh, verses 13 through 16. It says, and we all know this, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, 
intricately woven in the depths of the earth. I'm going to talk about that. Woo. Um, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. <laughs> Guys, okay, so you had to deal with my rants. So here's the rant. I'm going to just say it. If you are anything other than pro-life, let me say this again. If you are anything other than pro-life, you don't know who God is. This is so deep. Let me tell you, I, I, um, I recorded a different version version of this for for TV but I started to think about this when you start hearing words like intricacy how God has has knitted us stitched us to know that I don't think we always think about God as being a craftsman but there is craftsmanship in the design of this world it's, it's way more organic than a natural craftsman, but it's the same thing. Except with God, he took what we consider to be nothing and into this, he crafted everything. And what I'm trying to tell you is that even in Genesis, before God formed Adam from the dust of the earth, and breathed into him the breath of life that he might be a living soul. Previously, God had already said in heaven, in his mind, he had already established male and female. Jeremiah, we always quoted, he has a plan for us that we would prosper and we would have a glorious ending because the glorious ending that God wants for us is with him. Amen. He's also the one that says, I knew you before. That's a key word. Before you were formed in the womb of your mother. I knew you. I ordained you. Hmm. If, if y'all don't understand this, so why did I bring that into the abortion uh, issue? It's because outside, and I'm going to qualify this, outside of a professional or medical professional who deems it necessary to take a life for reasons that might possibly save the mother. And I'm just being really because I don't know anything about uh, medical stuff. But if you had a good night and that good night ended up with you being pregnant, you've got to understand that God already has a plan for that baby, whether you're in it or not. And that baby did not ask to be here. 
nor should we worry about when life begins, because if we really understood by God's standards when life begins, we would understand it began in his mind. And we wouldn't be going through Congress and through the House and Senate trying to come up with a determination date on when life begins. Life began with whatever God considers to be a beginning. That's the answer. Every life has a, a chance or should have a chance and an opportunity to play out. Not because we kill them, but because God and his will are able to do whatever he has designed for all of us. This is the power of God. Omnipotency. He is powerful, y'all. He creates out of nothing. He can destroy at the drop of a dime. That's who he is. We keep always just focusing on, oh, God loves me. Jesus loves me. This I know. Yes, he does. But he hates sin. And he will wipe you out. Ask those in Sodom and Gomorrah. He'll wipe you out with hellfire. Daniel 4.35 All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing. And he does according to his will among the hosts of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say to him, what have you done? In other words, we have no jurisdiction to question God about anything concerning his power. He is that he is. I am that I am. Tell him that I am sent you. This is who God is. And that is what we, Myra and I, and others who are like us, that is what we've been charged to do to bring forth the word of God. I'm never going to sugarcoat things. I promise you that because we've been sugarcoating things way too long and we are seeing a generation fall by the wayside because we've been way too nice. The gloves are off. Um, you know, back in the day when they were boxing, they didn't have gloves. They called it bare knuckle fighting. And you know, if you get hit with a bare knuckle, you're going down. <laughs> so that is what this is all about. Sometimes you got to hurt in order to heal. And we are in the healing business through Christ Jesus, through his Holy Spirit. And to cap things off, God is about judgment and justice. In Psalm 139, 17 through 24, we are ended this way. By the way, this is the first time that David actually starts bringing himself into the conversation. So listen, how precious to me are your thoughts. What a way to start off. He didn't say anything about his, you know, <laughs> he didn't say about his thoughts. He said how precious to me 
are your thoughts. O God, how vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. O men of blood, depart from me. They speak against you with malicious intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you? O Lord, and do I not loathe those who hate you? And do I not, sorry, and do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with complete hatred. That's heavy. Mm -hmm. Complete hatred. I count them enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Okay, so before I started this actual topic, I went on my rant uh, concerning T.D. Jakes, and, and he's not the only one that's part of my rant. Um, this is why I started it that way, because he's an enemy to God. And there are others. There's too many others to, to, to name on this Sunday service. This is the only time that I feel freedom in calling out people by name. Because they have proven, they have a track record. Yes, even to the Joyce Myers, even to the Jesse Duplantis's of the world. The reason why I rail the way that I do is because when honest people like Myra and myself try to share the gospel, we have to fend off so many people that have been taken down the slippery slope of idolatry to self. Because those men and women only speak to the natural. They speak motivationally. They speak into what you can get out of God, they never speak to what you can actually render to God. Mm. <laughs> you, do you hear me? And I know this is this, these are hard words, but we're living in a hard time. And I take away none of what I've said because those people... They are God's enemies. They have to be my enemies. And no way would I spend money on a conference, on a book, or on anything that would promote their foolishness. Because their foolishness is literally driving people to hell. And that is serious. And what is being said here is God is the ultimate judge. And notice this, David, who is a man who God said had blood on his hands that he could not build God's temple. But even a bloodied up man like David understood enough that it wasn't his responsibility to go out and slay his enemies. He says, 
God, take care of your enemies. Get them out of here. And then the most humble way of saying this is that then he said, and then God, after you wipe them out, turn around and look at me. And if there's any grievous thing in me, lead me out of temptation. Deliver me from the evil one. In other words, direct my path. Keep me on the straight and narrow. Guys, let me tell you something about, not, not about religion, but about relationship with God. Relationship with God has nothing to do with feeling good. It has nothing to good with being happy. It has nothing to do with anything that we might want in and of our own natural bodies. It has everything to do with the will of God. And what God wants for his kingdom. Let me let you in on this. I'll preach this in another session. But for those of you all that think that Jesus just came in order to save you. You don't understand what the scriptures really say. Because what Jesus really came is to establish the kingdom on earth. Let thine will be done. In earth as it is in heaven. That is what Jesus came for. If you notice in the model prayer, there's nothing about man's salvation. All man is asking is, please, Lord, while you're building the kingdom, give me my daily portion. That is the gospel, y'all. That is knowing who God is. Listen. Romans 12, 19, and I'm wrapping up. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Sound like a judge to me. <laughs> I will induce sentence on the enemy. I'm the one who uh, sent Jesus Christ to ultimately destroy and eliminate the devil. And I'm the one, Jesus, I'm the one who does the will of the Father. He was laying the example in the 33 years that he was here on earth. He was laying the foundation that we ought to follow. Not going to just going to church for the sake of going to church and singing some hymns and, and spiritual songs and thinking that that's all there is to it. No, the life of a servant is a life of diminished results in the natural, but increased results in the spiritual. I must decrease and you must increase. That is what John the Baptist said. That is what we are supposed to live. We are not supposed to be worried about the mundane things of this world. These things should have no dominion on us. Will there be troubles? Absolutely. It doesn't matter. What matters is that God's will be done. And I praise God every morning 
when I'm able to open my eyes to see a new day and to know that God is with us, Emmanuel. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.